Welcome to Women's Bible Study for the Spring. Um, I'm Autumn Croy, um, if you don't know me, and um, this is Karen. She's one of the Bible study leaders, and then Cherie is another one of our Bible study leaders. She's not here today, and then Sarah is, I guess, our overall Mosaic director right now um, and has done a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, so we are glad to have you um, in the past, we've started off with a song, and I, we just kind of felt like that might be a good way to get started um, today. So we're going to sing the doxology, and then I'll pray for us. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him so thankful um, for each of these ladies here today. I'm thankful for this time to study your word, to study um, your Old Testament prophets and how they point to Christ in the New Testament and just how that all fits together, Lord. And I thank you for just the opportunity for us to fellowship and get to know one another this season. I just thank you for um, the ability to be able to do this. Um, this in the past, we've not been able to meet together um, as well, and so it, it, is, it is such a wonderful thing to be able to meet together again. Father, I pray that you would just um, sustain each, each of us, sustain my voice, um, help me to just speak your truth, and uh, just be glorified in each one of us today. And then I pray, amen. Um, as I said, welcome. Um, none of you are here by accident. You signed up for this, um, I know, but God led you to do that, and so we are so excited for each one of you and what God's going to teach you through this study um, for the last couple of months, we've been thinking about what to study, what to do, and uh, just felt like the Lord was leading us in this direction to study the Old Testament prophets. And we found um, this book that you should have already gotten, The Word of the Lord, Seeing Jesus and the Prophets by Nancy Guthrie. So it's a little bit different this time that we're actually doing a book study, um, but we um, are really looking forward to it. And she's got a lot of great insight in here, but then we'll also have this teaching time um, each week that will provide a little more insight into each of the prophets as well. Um, so how the weeks will look. Today's a little different. We started out with um, this teaching time at the beginning, and then we'll go to our small groups afterwards. But the next six weeks after this, we will go to our small groups first after the coffee time, and then come to this teaching time to finish up. And then the last week, we'll just do the teaching time and then the brunch, where we'll all get to eat and enjoy everything that we've learned and, and talk to one another. Um, so coffee time at 10 until about 10.15, and then small group, and then teaching time. Um, if you haven't already, we encourage you to read um, the intro in this book. And I think it's pages 11 through 34 or something like that. Or 17 through 34 is the actual, the, um, actual chapter. And, um, and then today, when you go up to your room, which if you don't know who your small group leader is, talk to Karen um, at the end of, of this teaching time. But, um, but you'll go up to your room. The rooms are, Karen's room is room 209, and it'll have something yellow on the, on the, the table door, yeah. and on the door. And then Laura Bevel 
Her room is room 206, and it'll be something blue. Um, me and Cherie have room 204, and um, it's got a green scarf hanging on the outside. And then Terry will be in room 201 with something pink. Um, so if you, if you don't know the room numbers or have trouble with that, then there's something color-coded for you too. So, so hopefully you'll be able to find it. Um, but again, check with Karen if you don't know who your group leader is, but you should have already heard from your group leaders. Um, when you go upstairs, you'll get one of these notebooks. So you're welcome to write in your book, it's yours. But I'm the kind of person that doesn't really like to write in my book. So we have this notebook if you want to take notes in it or prayer requests or whatever, this is for you as well. And then um, you'll also get some maps, which we'll talk about that in a few minutes as to why the maps are important. Um, of just some things from the Old Testament prophets. So we'll give you a little bit more, um, um, a few more things. Um, you also should have gotten a schedule like this. I hope you did. If you didn't get one of these, well, you should have gotten probably one of these and one of these. But if you didn't, you might be confused as to what we're on each week. So you need to make sure with your small group leader that you have one of these. Or you might do some material one week that we're not actually on because we switched it a little bit. Um, there's eight weeks total that we're doing it. And so basically, you'll want to skip Micah and Habakkuk when they appear in the book. Um, and we're going to lump them in at the end. So just a heads up for that. Um, but just if you follow the schedule with the reading pages, you'll know where we are. Um, so just let your small group leader know if you don't have one of those. Um, the book layout has, if you've looked at it at all, it has a personal study, and then it has a teaching chapter, and then it has discussion questions. So the personal study is for you to complete each week before we come on your own. There was nothing to complete today, but next week you'll want to complete Jonah's questions, the personal study. And then the teaching chapter, we want you to read that ahead of time, and then you'll listen to our teaching time in the large group when we come in here. And the discussion questions are um, coupled with some of the personal study questions in your small group, and your small group leaders will decide which questions you'll go over together during that time. So um, just be aware of the discussion questions, but that's not part of the homework that you have to complete, but the personal study, we'd love for you to do that and to, to be reading the books and being engaged with, with the prophets as we're going along on your own. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, it can be daunting to some people that may not be used to be doing a Bible study like this. You may sit down and want to complete all the questions in one day, um, which is fine, and that's great. There, some of you might be like, I can't do that. I don't have enough time. So, you know, maybe take three days to, to do it or five days, but just whatever you decide, make a plan now that you're going to, to follow so that you make sure that you're, you're keeping up with it and you're not the night before going, I have 17 questions to do before tomorrow. So um, I've done that before, so don't do that. Um, anyway, so just just keep that in mind that um, it is a little bit content heavy in some places. There's questions that have a lot of parts to them, but it's also that we can study these um, different prophets and learn about them and how they point to Christ. And so it's really important, um, and we're excited about that. Um, so. I'm going to give you a little bit of overview of the prophets. So it's kind of just kind of up to whet your appetite, just a flyover. And um, I've used some some notes from from Nancy Guthrie's book, but also um, from my ESV Study Bible, some of the ESV notes. 
And then another book um, by Jason Derushi that says what the Old Testament authors really cared about. So just grab some things from there, just a little, a few little snippets, and you might think of something else about these prophets that you're like, well, she didn't mention that. But again, it's just a quick little flyover um, of some of these things. So um, the prophets, you know, it's not just the prophetic books that are in the Bible. Um, the Bible has, in our English Bible, there's 17 prophetic books. This includes Lamentations, which isn't exactly what we would consider a prophetic book, but it's attributed to Jeremiah, who was one of the prophets. And so that's why it's included in those 17. Um, but we have other prophets, like Moses was the first prophet that we think about. Um, one of, another well-known one is Samuel. And then we think about like Elijah and Elisha. They don't have books that they wrote, but we know that they were prophets. But, um, but the prophetic books are ones that the prophets of that time wrote for that specific people and that we have in our, in our English Bible. Um, there's four major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, and Ezekiel. And they're the major prophets because those are the largest, longest books. And then we have all the rest are the minor prophets. So in Nancy Guthrie's book that we're using, she only highlights nine of the prophets. So there's a few more that we're not hitting, like I know we're not hitting Amos and um, a couple of others, but we are hitting um, nine that she really wanted to focus on. Um, the first one that, that we are going to discuss next week is Jonah, and that might be the one that we most are familiar with. It's a short book. Um, we heard the story growing up, you know, about the fish and everything. You know, it's, it's really in our minds. But um, we're going to talk about um, some themes with each one of these prophets that point to Christ's character um, that, that we've come up with. And um, thankfully, Cherie was able to, to kind of put some of these together. But Jonah, she has Christ the merciful servant. So Jonah and Christ the merciful servant. And Jonah, we know he receives the word from the Lord. He flees in the other direction. Um, <laughs> When he does obey, finally, he's not pleased that Nineveh repents. He doesn't have mercy on them, and he's just a complete mess. Um, so why, like, how does this point us to Jesus at all? Um, so Jonah, he serves as a literary foil or a contrast to point out the character and life of Christ. Everything that Jonah wasn't, how he ran from things, how he didn't want the people to repent, is exactly opposite of what Christ um, wants for us and wants for the church and and just it's just a complete opposite and so he points out the things that Christ isn't and um, and shows us who Christ really is and Cherie's going to teach on that more next week but um, one of the things that that really sticks out to me too is that in Matthew twelve forty, Jesus says for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth so that's kind of a little teaser of Jesus. He actually goes back and talks about the sign of Jonah. Like this is this is how how we're connected. Um, so look forward to to Cherie speaking more about about him. Then the next week we will do Hosea, and Hosea is Christ the faithful husband. So you may be familiar a little bit with this story, but um, Hosea's wife was unfaithful to him and God said you know continue to be faithful to Gomer just continue to be faithful continue to be faithful and God uses this to personify Christ's love for Israel and further for his bride the church um, so Karen's going to teach more on Hosea the following week so you have that to look forward to and then the next one is Isaiah 
who is Christ the King. Um, this is the longest of the prophetic books, and to me it seems the most obvious, maybe just because I'm more familiar with it, but it's the most obvious to point to Christ um, because chapter 9 talks about his birth, chapter 53 talks about his death, chapter 61 through 65 talk about his second coming. It's all about his kingly nature. And don't forget that at the beginning in chapter 6, it's in the, king, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. Um, so we have this whole culmination of, of who God is and then Christ and his life and then the second coming at the end. Um, just you may be familiar with these verses. Obviously, at Christmas time and at Easter, we talk about Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Christ. We we're looking towards him. And then Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. And then in Isaiah 65, 17, looking forward to his next coming. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. So we just see that all culminated together with, with Isaiah so um, Nancy Guthrie mentions that there's three main parts. We have Christ the divine king, Christ the suffering servant, and then Christ the coming conqueror. So we'll look forward to studying Isaiah more um, even further down the road. And then next we'll have Jeremiah, which is Christ the new covenant. So Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. And you may remember our former pastor Brian leading us through Jeremiah on Sunday nights for a time um, a whole long season we were going through through Jeremiah. So Jeremiah focuses on connecting the Old Covenant, the Mosaic Law, to the New Covenant fulfilled in Christ revealed in the New Testament. It focuses on the heart and the New Covenant being written on the people's hearts and not on tablets of stones like they were in Deuteronomy when Moses went up on the mountain. And so we see this in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, we see it again in Jeremiah, and we see it again in the New Testament when Jesus has come to fulfill the, the law. So he's the new covenant. Then we have Daniel, who is Christ, our deliverer. And Daniel, Daniel's a little bit interesting because there's two major divisions in the book. We have chapters 1 through 6 that are narrative about Daniel going into exile and his friends. So you have stories like that you would know from growing up, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and Daniel in the lion's den, but they're delivered. They're delivered from those things. But then we have chapter 7 through 12 is Daniel's prophetic visions, and his vision in chapter 7 is kind of the, the pinnacle of the ancient of days. That's the Lord. That's God. And then he talks about the Son of Man, and that's Christ. And we even just read it in the, in the passage in Matthew about um, what Jesus said. He said he's the Son of Man. Um, and so Jesus refers back to this. Um, Daniel also points to being faithful in conflict and looking to the day of the Lord for deliverance. Then we have Ezekiel, which is Christ our dwelling. And this book focuses on God's sovereignty over creation in Israel. It's concerned with the holiness of God and the sin of his people, repentance and a longing for the restoration of God's glory. But at the beginning of Ezekiel, God... The, the people are going into ex, or, or in exile, and God reveals to Ezekiel that the temple that they've known in Jerusalem is, is no longer going to be there. And, and they're wondering, well, is this going to be the end of God? What's going to happen? And Ezekiel's given the vision that God will go with them, that God will follow them, that God will ultimately be their dwelling. 
and that Yahweh will never be destroyed. And so this made me think of Acts 17, 24 and 25. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And so it just, it just points to Christ dwells with us. He, he lives in us. We, we tab- he tabernacles with us. We no longer have the physical temple that was there um, per se, but we, um, we are the people of God that, that dwell together. And then another theme with this is God will gather the lost sheep under his shepherd and his servant David, who is eventually not just David, but eventually is the greater David, Christ. And then the future prince ruling with justice, who is also Christ. So there's several, several themes there in Ezekiel. And then the last three, Micah, Habakkuk, and Malachi, we're going to do them all at once. And Cherie is going to finish us out that day, going over all three of them in the teaching time. But you will choose one of them to study. Or you can study all of them or two of them or whatever if you want. But just you only have to do one for that day since it's a lot of work for all three of them. But maybe you can go back and study one later. But Micah is a book about justice. God brings charges against the people's sins and the judgment their sins deserved. And hope is available to those that deserve judgment. So we have deserved condemnation or undeserved grace. What does that undeserved grace sound like? Christ dying for us. It's so undeserved. And then Micah 6 culminates with, What does the Lord require of you? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And so we're going to see this picture of of Micah bringing these charges, but yet knowing there's grace coming, and the grace that you may not receive now is, is coming in the future. We're looking forward to that Messiah. Then Habakkuk talks about God being just and merciful. Wickedness will eventually be punished, and the righteous will ultimately see God's justice. God uses some wicked nations to punish other wicked nations. We'll see that. But ultimately, God will judge all of the nations. And so this particular verse, but the righteous will live by his faith, that's found in Habakkuk, is quoted three times in the New Testament in some form or, or some, some shape. Um, and so that points to um, the righteous will live by faith, and that, that's a, a theme that will go through Habakkuk. And Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, is a wake-up call to renewed covenant fidelity. It's an indictment on Israel, but it's to help us remember um, some of the promises that were made. They're to remember the law of Moses back in Deuteronomy. And then Elijah is the messenger here, so we, we look at the promise of Elijah and then looking forward to the coming day of the Lord. So that just gives you a fast sweep of all of the nonprofits that we're going to go over. Um, and like I said, Nancy Guthrie touches on different things, um, talks about how some of these um, prophets prefigure Christ, um, just different things, different aspects that we'll pull in. But that was just kind of the, the quick summary that, that I um, was able to pull together to kind of give us, to give us a little overview of, of who these prophets are. And then finally, like, how does it all fit together? How do we see Jesus in the prophets? Well, I hope that you heard through, through the summary just some of those things already. But um, Nancy Guthrie started, starts out in her, in her chapter, which I hope you've read. And if you haven't, go back and do that. Um, but all scriptures, God breathed. 
And so we don't want to overlook anything. She mentions that. So in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, she, said, she uses that scripture. All scriptures God breathed. We don't want to overlook the prophets or Old Testament books because the books are long. Sometimes in the past I've, I've thought that, like, gosh, Jeremiah is so long, or Ezekiel is so long, or Isaiah. Isaiah is so, so long. But then we miss important aspects of Christ. Um, sometimes we think that maybe they're hard to understand. Um, she talks about there's three problems with the prophets when in, her, in that introductory chapter. Sometimes we're un- unfamiliar with the history and geography of the prophets, and so maybe we don't exactly skip them, but we don't spend as much time looking at them. But then um, that's why upstairs we're going to give you some map handouts um, and start looking at some of these things. Um, and just kind of look at, at when these things took place or where they took place. Um, we don't have all the answers, of course, but there's been different scholars that have tried to help us look at and figure out some of these things. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, she also says, like, we can get easily bored or confused with their repetitive oracles. Like, they'll over and over, repent, repent, or the judgment is coming. And so it's just, okay, all these prophets have the same thing to say, but it's because it all points to the same thing. Um, some tell a story, like Jonah or Daniel, but all of them focus on sin, judgment, and hope, and ultimately that messianic hope of Christ's coming. And um, then she also says we have a misunderstanding about what prophecy actually is, and that the predictions were meant to encourage the people of God to form the future, not to discourage them, but to encourage them to look forward to Christ. Um, she also breaks down things into, she says, the message of the prophets we must hear. She has five different parts that she says, but I'm just going to touch on one. She says, we await the same Savior. The people of the prophet's day looked into the future, placing all their hopes on the Messiah who would come, and they were saved. But we look back, placing our hopes on the Messiah who came, and we are saved. So we've been given such a grace in having the Old Testament and the New Testament to be able to see all of it. The, the people of that time they, they only had the Old Testament, and they were longing for the Messiah. But we have Messiah. We know he's come. And so now we just get to look forward to his second coming, and we get to study all about him throughout the, throughout the Bible that we've been given. So along with that, um, she had an excellent quote that I, I loved um, on page 14 in her, actually in her before we get started section that said, as I've worked my way through these prophetic books, they have held up a mirror that I've needed to look into, revealing sins that I've needed to repent of. But they have also held up a magnifying glass to Christ, enabling me to see him in ways that have enlarged my understanding and increased my appreciation for what he accomplished when he came the first time, and my longing for him to come again and complete everything these prophets promise he will do. I pray that that's our joy and hope as we go through this study, that it will hold up a magnifying glass to Christ. Not only will it reveal sins that we have in our life and help call us to repentance, but it will hold a magnifying glass to who Christ is and reveal more of him to us as we await his return. And the last thing um, that she talks about is the person of Jesus that we must see. And she talks about four different parts of this, that there were predictions that Jesus fulfilled, there were problems that Jesus solves, there's people in whom Jesus was prefigured, and there's a pattern that Jesus superseded. But the variety of this material, all of this in the different prophets, allows us to see the character of Christ more clearly. And so 
Um, overall, she gave us a twofold goal. We want to see what did God have to say to his people in their own day, and then what does God have to say to us through the prophets. And so we can look at both of those things. There's, there's definitely a message for the people of that time, but there's still a clear message for us now. And so we're going to, to dive into that for the next uh, seven weeks um, after today. And then um, let me just finish with this verse that she, um, that she just kept um, repeating over and over again in her chapter. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also, through whom also he created the world. So, I hope that you're excited about what we're going to study. I hope you're just, I mean, there might be one particular prophet that you're excited about, or multiple ones, but um, we just can't wait to to study this this book and um, and just get to talk to one another about who Christ is through through this study. Um, hope y'all pray with me. <coughs> Lord, we thank you so much just for um, for your word and your truth. We thank you for the prophets and how you revealed your word to them long ago um, and that we have that written down for us to to go back to and to, to meditate on and to see the promises fulfilled in Christ. We pray that you will reveal more and more of those to us through this study and that you will um, reveal more of yourself and what we need to um, repent of in our lives, but also just just more of your true character and nature that we need to, to seek out and um, just enjoy more in, more in our lives. Lord, we, we thank you so much for who you are, and we, um, we praise you for the opportunity to, to study these promises. It's in your name I pray. Amen.